It's the Dear Auntie Podcast with your favorite aunties, Carm and Co. Talk to me. What's going on with you? You need advice and they've got the answers. Auntie gonna keep it real. Hey, Auntie. Hey, Auntie. Hey, Auntie. This is the Dear Auntie Podcast. Podcast. You are tuned in with your two favorite aunties. Except we got a third auntie Yay. in the building. The OG the auntie. OG, the OG auntie. <laughs> Damn right. Please introduce yourself to our dear auntie listeners. I am LaTanya Taylor, affectionately known as the Rev Coach, the Juicy Spirit Mama, the Priestess of Purpose, Pleasure, Passion, and Profit. Oh, that was a mouthful. <sighs> Let's you did that. that. Where's your drink, <laughs> Carmen? Your... Oh, okay. Okay. I got a little bit left. And you know, auntie. a little slick. And, <laughs> auntie. and auntie. So, Latanya, I am so excited to have you on this platform. Um, after our first conversation on Girl Stop Playing, it went crazy um, because the aunties are missing in the black community, which yeah. was the whole motivation behind even starting this podcast. Really? Yeah. yeah, because the aunties to me are were like the safe space. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned to you, yeah. I didn't have the, that safe space. And so it's my mission to be that safe space oh, for other wow. women. So thank you for being here. I just here. love that about mm-hmm. you. I'm honored to be here. Of course. Yes. So we're going to start this episode with a little wellness check, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's so important as we are just life be life and right? Yes, as we are does. out here going through the daily grind, a lot of times we don't give ourselves the grace or space to just pause and really tune in and yep. figure out like where you are. So, Carmen, let's start with you. Oh, boy. How Scale did I know? of one to ten <sighs> for this season. Okay, not today, because okay. the day might have been a little rough. Okay. But for the season that you're in, one to ten, what would you say? You know what? Last time you asked me this question, I think I said a four and a half. You did. And I'm proud to announce... That I'm now at a six. Come on, six. We'll take it. <laughs> I'm I at will a drink six. to that. Won't he do it? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, things are going better. I'm feeling better. I am like starting a detox next week and just like eating better and getting back on my routine, working out and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I wasn't things in a good place a few weeks ago. Yeah. So, okay, we're turning it around. Yeah, six. Auntie, how about you? On a scale of one to ten, ten being the highest. I would say I'm hovering between a seven and a half and an eight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What makes it not just an eight? What would make it an eight would be a vacation or a. I know that's right. And I don't even like, because I don't live a life that I need to vacate from, but. I do believe in time outs. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I, I could use a time out, time out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, always a little little coinage would take it Come to on, a team. little coinage. We love a good coin. <laughs> auntie loves a little coinage, yeah, okay? Rich, rich auntie. Rich auntie vibes. Yes, exactly. Yes. That would take it to a 10. Okay, okay. Because I am living the life that I prayed for. Oof. I'm mm-hmm. seeing my prayers take on flesh. Mm-hmm. And so that has, so that makes me slow to complain. Because I prayed for the business, the the creativity that I'm having right now. They say you can't. Um, what they say you can't pray to pray. What is it? You can't pray know, sis, for. But I'm gonna back you up. Whatever damn, you say. What is it? It's like you can't. Um, forget it. Yeah. Cut that out, time. <laughs> I come, come back with the quote next week. What is Shit. it? If you worry, don't it? pray. If, if, don't if you believe like, it, you can't complain you can about achieve it. You pray for this, but you complaining about oh, right. that. Absolutely. Basically, yeah. Yeah. So I'm very careful about that. Yeah, be, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say for me, I I played it safe last time and mm-hmm. said seven. Yes. I'm gonna say eight. Oh, we went up. We went up. Um. We went up because, girl, so I've been in the Airbnb business since 2016. Mm. That shit is stressful as hell. Is it? But we just sold our last two properties. I will take two high fives, yes. one from hey. you and one from Boom. you. Thank you. <laughs> so I am feeling like things are on the up and up. I, we have light in the low. It was, look, my husband, it was his, he was really running that shit, okay? I was doing the secretary work, but he was doing yeah. the manual labor. And I am so thankful. Mm-hmm. That we have closed that chapter. So Good I'm for eight. y'all. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, we'll we'll take an eight. Eight we'll is great. Eight. Let's yeah, do it. Uh, eight is eight great. Eight is great. Eight is great. All right, we ready. What is Auntie over? We're moving into our Auntie is over it. So Latanya, you're gonna have to think of something you are just sick and tired of. Okay, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna let you go last though because okay. you were not prepared. Okay. Okay. So Auntie Carmen. Yes. What the hell are you over this week? 
This week, I am completely over TikTok dances. I can't take another dance. I don't want to see another dance. I am completely over. I might be over TikTok. I don't know. Were you ever into it? I think in the the Pandemic. last dance I was really into was the Soldier Boy dance back in the day when it, he, was, he was doing that and everybody was, but Ooh. but after yeah exactly see, see OG Auntie knows what I'm talking about what is happening that was in like, front of me that was the dance that that was the first and last dance that I was like okay besides the electric slide so you were never doing TikTok dances I just dances. never cared about during it during the pandemic no it was no it was corny to me and I just was like girl over call me corny code because I was on there like once how many more dances can we do i can't take any more so i'm not doing that anymore but pandemic stay at home orders me and my girls was doing and guess what you're going to be doing in a few years tiktok dances with my children with your children yeah. because yeah. i see when the children hold their parents hostage on tiktok and make them do dances but every guess day. what yeah. yeah i'm gonna be holding them hostage i already be telling my son this is how you do it baby you gotta do this you gotta do this <laughs> so I'm you're that girl that. i'm that girl you oh, come in my, my video God. baby uh, that's a good one though. I hate it. TikTok can be overwhelming. TikTok, you will get lost in a rabbit hole so quick. You truly, so will. fast. Um, I am personally over the plays. I'm tired of y'all trying to run these plays. I'm tired of y'all. Now, what is a play? The the. This is you got to run the play. Okay, well, These I'm listen. The, you got to run the Airbnb play. You got to run the Toro oh. play. You got to start the tax business. You have to. That's the play. That's you got to do infinite banking. You got to. I'm tired of running the plays because guess what? Game. The plays have run out and they ain't told you that. Mm, and the plays are playing you. The plays are playing you. Mm. And by the time we get the play, it's already outdated. It's because they played your ass. Exactly. By the time our community gets it, it's over yeah. with. It's usually it's already played out. old. Yes. Man. So please stop following. <laughs> stop following the foolishness, okay? Mm. Is the guru making money doing the thing he's trying to teach you to do or is he just making money off of you? Ooh. That's the question, but we're going to move along. Ooh. Auntie Latanya, what you tired of these days? I am over us having thought pieces on everything oh, that's happening gosh. in the culture and not... We major in minor things. Mm. I am so I'm, sick of it. I'm over us majoring in minor things. So, I mean, you know... The What's latest. an example? Kiki. <laughs> Oops. Kiki. Oops. We just did a whole think piece on that one. You know, the world has I'm given just, us so much to talk about. Yeah. yeah. But making... Uh, twerking. Making yeah. something out of nothing. Oh, Ooh, talk more about that. I'm just like, come on, black women. Like, we know how to dance and move our hips and our shoulders and other things. Other than that ass. Other than... That ass. Yes. Well, twerking is almost like saying hello these days. Is yeah, it? And Hi, my name I'm, is. That's why okay. I'm over it. Okay. Pop it like it's hot. And that's us not knowing where and when to do it and hmm. how to use it in service to your vision. Ooh. And not just to use it. Now, how would I use that a twerking in the service of my vision? Teach us your ways, juicy auntie. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what time? Is this a podcast after dark? Man, auntie after boom. dark? Okay. Ooh. Come on, auntie after yeah. dark. Yeah. 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 Dim the okay. lights a little I mean, bit. because twerking is born from from our spiritual center mm. you know we we it's really very african in nature very tribal in nature where you did it in ceremony mm. and so now we we take things that are sacred and make it profane come on history mm. and so when and we do that with many things when we're uneducated so when you, you when you are really a, a, a feminine using your feminine using your pea power using your yoni power and you want to heal yourself you, this is a portal and so it's medicine and so you can use that medicine in service to your vision in service to your pleasure in service mm. to bringing your, you higher to raise your vibration but when you just up there just doing it for no reason at all then other people can attack reason to it wow mm. i mean i'm with you i'm with you on i do believe people should be able to express themselves how they want to express themselves but when i saw it on the essence stage yeah. i'm not gonna lie i was like okay is this lava palooza is this vibe <laughs> you know vibe awards where, where are we and that's kind of how i felt about yeah, that's it that's how i felt but Cole, it seems like you have another opinion no i don't have another opinion okay. i 
think was it at the concert? I'm I'm not I don't it know was, what you're it referencing. Was, they do different states. So Meg the Sign, of course, she twerks, okay, and that's okay. just her thing, which mm-hmm. is of that. And she fine. had girls come up on the stage. I just have to say, I kind of was shocked when I saw it on the Essence IG page. It, like, it, it was shocked because shocking. remember we we know Essence as like up here. We hold them uh, to a uh, higher. We just know them as a higher. Gen X yeah. created it, laid that the part. foundation for it, yeah. and so now. What are we doing here? That's that was my my reaction, and when I saw it, I said, "Oh my goodness, we are having a cultural crisis. I, womanhood is in trouble." Did you see the clip of the girls twerking outside of the slave? Uh, what was that? Oh yes, now? that too. Where were they? I don't want to say it wrong. It was supposed to be like, uh, like a slave dungeon castle. That, yes, so they're outside like. Conjuring up the answer. I don't know what they was doing. No, no they weren't conjuring. The what was they doing? They would. I don't know. They were just twerking. That's what mm. I'm saying. No meaning or anything at all. It reminds me of like the protest twerking. Y'all remember that when they was twerking in front of the police? I've erased it from my on. memory. That oh, wow. Okay. So let's I get into that. Auntie Would Never. Obviously, Auntie Would Never <laughs> twerk down at the Essence Fest stage. Um, Auntie would also never, and this came, my auntie would never this week okay. came from the internet streets because there's a post going viral of a lady. Mark, count your days, lady, because that man is going to leave you. Let me tell you. Oh. Homegirl is married, right, mm. to a man, a physician that was earning, I think, between $500,000 and $700,000 oh. per year. Mm-hmm. Lost his job. The only job he could find was paying him what? Mm. $250,000 per year. Homegirl said, what? I don't know what to do, y'all. I got to leave my husband because he's working this little old job making $250,000 a year. I don't want him to get comfortable making this little $250,000 a year, so I'm going to have to leave his ass. Auntie would never. Mm. I personally understand that people go through seasons. Yeah. That I might be winning in this season, but next season it might be a drought. Okay. Hello. I don't want anybody to leave me based on a bad decision I might have made, based on a bad investment that went bad, based on me losing access. That's not a reason to leave someone, in my opinion. So Auntie would never leave someone, definitely not my husband, based on something frivolous like money. Now, would it have changed if the number dropped a little bit lower? Because that's 250K is a quarter mil. It is. Right? What are we talking about? So if the dividends had dropped lower to, let's say, 45K. I'm not leaving my man. Okay. Just checking. Just trying to. Because I'm going to figure out how to. Exactly. I'm not leaving my man. We're going to figure out how to make it something. All right. Yeah, because there can be a season where it drops to nothing. Especially if you're a business owner or... Or you have health issues and you can't earn money. You have health issues. Mm -hmm. For sickness and for health. I know something about. I mean, you know, when I met my husband, he was not 100%. He was recovering. Okay. And he he lost a family because of... of So the same thing. Yeah. Mm. I just Mm. think, especially... I know we're talking to black women. I hate black girl. I just think (laughs) it's so much pressure on black men anyway... That for me, your black woman, to add an extra layer of pressure on top of what you're already putting on yourself, on top of what the world is putting on you, I'm not doing it. So, yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Auntie would never. Mm-hmm. Carmen, what you got? You got to think of one, Auntie. Okay. Um, I mean, I agree with you. I just think that that's kind of shallow and shady, and it's very selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not considering your partner at all in that scenario, and it just kind of seems like you're just there for the money. You're just there for the ride. What are you bringing to the table? What are you contributing? I, what's, your, what's your income? Sis? Yeah, like I don't, I don't understand that I at all. That. Um, that. And so, yeah, for me, it's gonna be a no. I'm definitely sticking with my partner because, like you said, life happens sometimes. So, and know. I might be down. So hold yeah. me down. And I want you to hold, hold me, down me down when exactly. I'm down to the ground. Okay. So, right. what's your auntie would never? My auntie would never is, I would never be a pick me. What is Ooh, a pick me? What is a pick the me? Reason, so the what, reason why it for when us. you were talking, I heard Spears say, oh, some, there's somebody out there that's going to say, she's a pick me. People call me that and I don't even know what it means. Whenever you, they call whenever you, you yes. say something in favor of standing with black men, there 
is a population of women who say that you are a pick-me. I've that seen That you'll it. do anything to be picked and chosen by a man. Newsflash, I've already been picked and chosen. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> that's, and me too. So that's but, why I feel like I didn't understand what it meant, because how could I be a pick-me if I'm a married but, woman? But, but what sense does that make when there are podcasts galore talking about dating the state of dating mm-hmm. so when you go on a date what are you doing you're choosing but you want to cho- be chosen you want to be, cho- be chosen <laughs> and and he wants to be chosen if he doesn't want to be chosen then that's not your mate exactly so what are you doing so we're sending so many contradictory messages Mm-hmm. And so I could never be in the in the consciousness that I'll do anything to be chosen by somebody. Mm. So that's what this auntie could never. Thank no, you. I right. could never be a pick me from a place of a piece of man is better than no man at all. Because we got the whole man up in here. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Lord. You know, that's what the old folks used to say. Yeah. There no. are some of our generation that did believe in a piece of man is better than no man at all. Yeah, mm. I don't believe that. And so. Either. So we just put a new, you know, term on it, pick me. But that's could never. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of women are doing that because they feel like the pickings are slim and they got to get theirs before somebody else gets, you know, the man or whatever. And so they're going to take what they can get. That's a mindset. Like you said. But um, to your point, I'd rather just be alone living my best life. If or I got to do options. all that. Yeah. Or, or have, have options. options. Yeah. What about yeah. options? Yeah. Like. You have options. You do have mm-hmm. options. And why are you worried about my options? That's the other thing I don't get is. Hello. What I eat don't make you shit. Why are you worried about <laughs> what I'm doing What over I here? got going on over here. I mean, seriously, I never understood you coming onto somebody else's page and telling them what you think about what they're doing. Yeah, that's, because that's the era weird. we're living in. Yeah, glass houses. Everybody, and this is another episode that we can talk about social media mm. and how it's affected our culture, but this is just a little snippet of it. Everybody feels like their opinion is valid law it's law and it's just not i hate to break it to everyone um you know we saw with covid and everything else everybody became an expert during that time and everybody you know every time there's a national crisis you can see it where everyone's all of a sudden studied in this field and and it's like not actually you're just not and your opinion isn't valid in this scenario but you are entitled to your opinion you're entitled to it keep it you just keep it over there (laughs) you're definitely entitled to other people is my problem but does it have value in this scenario or you're entitled to your opinion and so is the other person right Hello. And I, I, do, I do think that there the social media or just perhaps just not having conflict resolution skills yes that a lot of people who are desensitized through these electronics break down when someone disagrees or yes. offers another view another opinion so we're not cu- we're not having converse curious conversations mm-hmm. oh i like you that know, curious conversation right where we are we explore okay well what do you think oh well why do you think and why, that? what do you no, mean like, by I'm that gonna attack you i'm gonna attack as soon you. As you tell me what i'm you gonna think. judge you i'm gonna shame you. how did you, you come to wrong. that conclusion yeah. you know and things are based on our life experiences right. how we were raised and all that good stuff so to your point we should be able to agree to disagree when it comes to certain topics agreed what's your auntie would never carmen um my auntie would never is again probably a controversial one but um auntie would never come out of the house with a a pjs and a bathrobe i just would never do that people do that i've seen i've seen it i saw it i actually saw a case of it last week in the grocery store airport i sure have yeah I did, so i saw somebody in the airport last week and my immediately and my immediate thought was isn't this the public it, it doesn't know, matter it's like you anymore. are preserving a hairstyle for it doesn't something. matter thing it doesn't matter anymore what is the something because this is the airport i'm sorry i'm with auntie mo on this auntie monique they tried to drag her through they the mud when she told them little girls take them when down. she said it but here's Here's my take. I'm just never going to leave my house in my PJs, clothes that were designated for the bedroom. The bed. Just like I don't leave with slippers on my feet because they belong in my home. And the fact that that can be, I guess it could be argued, but I just feel like the same amount of effort it takes for me to throw on some pajamas. I can throw on some leggings and a shirt. Not if you roll out the bed. That don't take no effort. Well, you're right about that. With the bonnet on your head. <laughs> you're right about that, sister. I forgot. But I feel like the the culture that we live in, to your point about Monique, you attack the person trying to provide a solution 
that's the part and I don't advice, get. And, and it's genuine, real advice. It's like and it's truth, and it's truth, and mm-hmm. it's to your benefit because you could say, "Well, how does that impact you?" Well, the things that people do and how people show up in society impacts our society as a whole because it begins to permeate throughout society, right? So if everybody just walked outside, this is an extreme example, uh, with their tits out everywhere. Right. Just plain. You're right. And as as a as an older auntie, you know, I do think to your point, right, like we have to become more vocal. You know, I really mean I believe womanhood is in trouble because we've been silenced through the protests. So when somebody like Monique says something, oh, she gets called names and, and dismissed. No correction. You can't correct You can't, can't correct. correct me. You, 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 auntie, you stay over there with Mind your, your old business. ass. That's why you canceled it, now. Exactly. And so, so what? I think that to my Gen X sisters, we cannot criticize and not offer some type of solution. Mm. I don't, I don't want to be that because we came from that. We came from baby baby boomers and silent generations who judged us, sometimes put us out the house if we didn't go go yeah. along with the flow. So I don't want to do that, right, just to criticize. Monique was really offering solutions. And it's yeah. not just about criticism. When you live in community, right, oh, yes. because You're everybody wants language. to talk about community mm-hmm. and sister and sis, right? You can't be cis if you're not in community. If I, if we're not in community. If, if I, I can't, can't correct, correct you, you, if I can't offer you that feedback, part. if I can't say that in order to part. be in community with me, I need this from you, and this is what I'm willing to give to you. Yes. No, because you're a hater then. That's co- no, you're a hater. Real. Seriously. You're this, you're that. You're anti-black. I heard that. You're anti-black if you don't agree that I shouldn't be out in my pajamas. that's I'm talking to everybody. Mm-hmm. Not just Nobody black women. Nobody should be out in pajamas, <laughs> but black women, I do care about y'all yeah, extra. I care about you more, <laughs> but that goes for everyone yeah so we had a conversation on our very first episode which inspired this conversation Mm -hmm. um, because we were talking about adult friendships yes that shit is hard as hell and I mentioned that I specifically have challenges with adult friendships because I have mommy issues Mm -hmm. and then you came to mind so (laughs) let's because the work that you do is so impactful Um, I don't know if you even mentioned like the work work that you do did you mention that I didn't I mean so mention it just a little bit, and then I, I'm going to ask yes, you the first question. Us. In terms of, like, the, the counseling, the therapy, like, that part of it, so that they know that you got some <laughs> credentials for these questions I'm about to ask you. So, you know, I work in the in the field of transformational psychology, right, which is, uh, is a blend of spiritual psychology and transformational tools that have been time-tested, you know, and, and adapted through some of our traditional ways of, seeking therapy therapy it's more alternative gotcha and i do that through also soul work and rites of passage for women and lots of workshops and training for women you know but i you know i come from a culture of women who are who didn't have a term like this before right so that's that's the work I've done. And some of you seen my work on Ianla Fix My Life. Um, a lot of the legacy season of Ianla Fix My Life, I'm proud to say. Yes. That's a lot of my work. Put some respect on her name is I what we basically it. trying to say over here, okay? <laughs> so a lot of us have mommy issues, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think we previously, ta- previously talked about the fact that, you know, a handful of my friends, we both have very similar relationships. Very, sh- not sh- I don't want to say strained relationships with our mothers, but we've matured and evolved and realized that we don't have the healthiest relationships with our mothers. What are some ways that mommy issues can be displaying themselves that we might not even realize these are mommy issues? Okay, Mm -hmm. that's a really good question. First, I think that in the culture, we don't give um, black women permission to even say that they have a strained relationship with their mother. Mm -hmm. Because you can't talk bad about your mama now. So then there's the self-correcting. So that means that oftentimes black women have internalized issues that they have never expressed. And this shows up first in relationships with other women Mm -hmm. Um, or women in authority. So it can show up when you're on the job. Right. So oh my gosh. She just revealed something for you, didn't she? Uh, Yeah, we can talk about it later. But I just flash back (laughs) to different employees and I'm like, wow, we'll talk about it. (laughs) I have mommy issues. What the hell? Okay, keep going. That's why I asked this question. Um, it can show up in your health, 
Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't talk about it, but depending on the messages that you received from mommy and the mothers, we have a lot of infertility issues in our culture that we do not talk about as mm -hmm. well. I, I know that there are a lot of programs around teenage pregnancy, pregnancy and promiscuity. Help me out. Promiscuity. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah, help auntie out. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> so I know that there are those programs, but there's also those who have been good girls, followed all the rules, and still life throws them a curveball, and then they don't know how to be in marriages. They don't know how to be in relationships. Mm. And mainly it's hidden because it's in the self. Because mommy shows you how to to identify, have your identity, identify with yourself, your truth. Daddy shows you how to express that out in the world. Hmm. Mm. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. So mommy issues can show up in your money, particularly if you're a business owner. It can show up how you do business. Girl, how it show up, girl? <laughs> we need to know. Right. So <laughs> so mommy is, is a money portal. Hmm. Uh-oh, take a sip. So if you so so think about it like this. You you know, you're you're a mother. Mm -hmm. You know that there's a transference that happens. The that umbilical cord is more than physical. Mm. And so if your mother carried you, every thought that a mother thinks, every emotion that she feels is transferred through the womb into that into that baby she's carrying. Mm. So if she's in survival mm. mode, if she's being shamed by her family because she got pregnant depending on what generation she comes from. That child internalizes that. Because I ask myself, how is it that millennials are so focused on the bag? What is it that happened that made them be driven to the point where a lot of you all are burnt out? You are very. Hello. I was just talking about me. going to Sedona. Yeah, that's me. A few episodes ago. Mm -hmm. You're burnt out because they've been chasing the bag, the bag, the bag, the bag. But what happened prior to that what was the generational message that sparked that on the inside and so there had to have been some well. survival consciousness or some neglect somewhere but once again we don't give our sisters permission to be in a space to say i'm not really feeling that with mom mm. and it's easy to identify daddy the daddy that wasn't Publicly. there. It's easy to call out daddy. And mm. so now, once again, to your point about black men, so now we attack black men. We, we, we have the Post and others writing articles about absentee fathers and, and all of that. And so now that becomes our narrative and our defense mechanism. But what about all the black men that were there? I had a so, very present father. As did I. Very present. Yeah. Yeah. And so so it'll show up in your money. It'll show up in your sexuality, because if mommy didn't have a healthy relationship <laughs> with her, her yoni, Ooh, just because a woman is having children does not mean that she's orgasmic. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. no. We got that. High five. I'm juicy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was talking about something else. We good with that. Okay, go ahead. I'm trying to, I'm over here diagnosing myself. But let me confirm I got mommy issues, but I'm not checking that box. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Um... Also, that the level of rejection, like if you are afraid to be really intimate and to be vulnerable, um, that's usually a deeper issue as well. So that's actually how this even came up is we were talking about the fact that I have very surface level friendships. Mm -hmm. I have like two friends that like know me, know me, mm -hmm. you know, like they know where the bodies are buried. <laughs> I don't have those type of relationships with many people though because I got trust issues mm -hmm. stemming from my mommy issues. I've been able to identify that. So for the people who might be able to identify, okay, mommy issue, we got that. What do we do with this? Mm -hmm. What do well, we do about it? Well, kudos to you for even identifying it and knowing that that's where it stems from. Girl, my mama crazy Good as for you. It's oh. not hard to identify. Well, hey. hey, mama. She's not going to watch, but go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I, the reason why I can speak to it is because I had to do my own work. Mm. And I started with daddy, you know, because I consider myself to be a daddy's girl. So after I did all of this, these years of work for to clear daddy, then when I started trying to, I was married again. Another thing is a lot of times when we're looking for security, it's easy to say you're looking for security if you're in a heterosexual relationship because of daddy issues. But sometimes it can also be dual. It can be daddy and mom. So we don't talk about the child that feels motherless and fatherless. Mm. But 
you might know who your mother and your father is, but you still feel feel disconnected. Disconnected. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Um, usually it's also a big breakdown in between women. Usually you, that's where you fir- first know it. The other thing is when you hear women say, I don't fool with too many women. Red Ooh, flag number one. Defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. We were at that brunch together where I met you at actually, and someone stood up and said, Every "Woman, yeah, I don't, I don't usually get along with women, and I have always had women empowerment, like it's always yeah. been my thing. But personally, I know there's always, not always, because I can get along with women, but there's a certain underlying, there's a certain type of woman. But like when you mentioned the employers, the women in authority, there's a certain type of woman that I already know. Like if she come over here." She's going to have to go back over there. Like, I know that. <laughs> Describe so her. So for, for that to be a conversation in that room, the room of powerful, mm-hmm. high-earning, high-achieving yeah. women, we got mommy issues. Big time. Wow. What the and, hell do we do about it, though? Let's find what we do about it. <laughs> well, first, you, 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 you say it out loud, and you, you got to interrupt the pattern. You have to interrupt the pattern. So if you don't trust, you have to put yourself in situations to reprogram your relationship with trust. Mm. You have to be able to 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 do that and, and work through it. It's not always easy because it's, it really does look like it's the other person. The other thing is when you get deeper into the work is... When you can see yourself in the mama that you don't get along with, when you can see everything that you don't like about your mother in yourself, yourself. that is when the real work begins. Girl, I was cringing yesterday because I did something and I'm like, oh, shit, that is my mama right there. There she go. Yeah, man. Because Because, see, another, I'd say a yellow flag is when you say stuff like, I ain't going to never do that. You're setting yourself up. I'll never be like my mama. Even for men who say I'll never be like my dad. So what will happen is you'll begin to martyr yourself in order not to be like one of the parents. Or you'll overcompensate so much thinking that you're not like them and you're just like them. And you're not giving your self a chance to naturally evolve right. and to self or course correct yeah. right so say that you are experiencing something or you do become just like your mom mm-hmm. or dad right you don't have the opportunity to go back and correct that because you're fighting so hard to try to go the opposite way yeah so for me my flag was criticism so like if i was working with women who are very critical that set off alarms on the inside the mm. other so so sometimes it's not overt it's also something overt. going on inside mm. of you where alarms go off and you you raise that that wall so there will be alarms that would go off when i had to work in a situation where i felt like i was going to be extremely criticized mm. because my mother was critical she would say anything out her mouth oh to my. this day <laughs> but we that is also Bringing generational up. Bringing up some things for me right now. <laughs> not us okay. being in therapy wow. on this episode. What's Thank happening? you for this. Um, no, I feel you. And I was thinking about it in the sense of my my employees, some of my employees that I've had in the past where I would just say the slightest thing, like try to give them some sort of correction or feedback, and they would take it as an attack or a personal yes. assault on their character. I'm just like, no, I just need you to correct this line in the, the verbiage, right? But even thinking about that for myself, my mother, I always used to joke with her. I'm like, you're my biggest critic and my biggest cheerleader. Yeah. And I would say it affectionately to her. And I meant it that way. But thinking about it, the reason I said it is because she criticizes the hell out of me. You know, whether it be the hair or the weight or the exactly. whatever, whatever. And knowing that she doesn't do it from a, a bad place, but she still does it. Right. And so even if it's showing, I think about it now, showing up in my marriage where... If he corrects you, if I'm off the floor and he says something about, I'm just, don't you say nothing about how I'm off that floor. Right. I'm off the floor, didn't I? It's mopped, right? right? It's mopped, right? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about, the overcompensation. The overcompensation will show up as perfectionism. Mm. So I need to get it right so you don't have to say anything to me. Mm. And this, this society rewards that with grades first. 
So if mm. I good good grades, yeah. then that way I don't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. I don't then you know for some people that works. Now even though your mother may not have meant it in in a harmful way, there are mothers that are abusive with their mouth. The same right. way they're abusive with their mouth with men, they're abusive with their mouth with children. And some of them come from a hardened generation that said certain things in a certain way, mm-hmm. right? So, the, so it's either the compensation of I'm going to be perfect or I'll rebel. There are yeah. there are works that explain the different types of daughters from different types of mothers. Ooh, where oh, is this? I need to see that. Where do we find I'll, that? I'll send it to Please you. Please do because yeah. oh my, I can't re- wait to read about myself. Yeah, so there's there's <laughs> different types. There's the daughter who rebels. And then she is me. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. You're the would, rebel? I'm the rebel. Oh, yeah. Who else is it? There's the daughter that complies. Mm, not me. She's the one who will stay home, stay close to mom. Oh no. She'll uh, she me. she'll know and see mom for what she is. But she dare not cross that threshold of offering that criticism. Yeah, that's my sister. The, the rebel of is is not. I'm gonna tell you about yourself, and you, hey. you better. Yeah, you tried the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, and get and she gets as far as possible, and then there are gradations in between. I was gonna say I'm like in the middle somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I think that you know we talk about like the love languages. This concept of the. Um, the attachment styles is becoming popular now, yeah. but it's, I'm all into like personality tests. We did a read yeah, too. Oh, as it. much as I can learn about myself, yeah. the more aware you become of yourself, the more you yes. can navigate this life that you're living. So yeah, that's I so call important. you know I call it your blueprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you said something very that sent off a bell for me. So your love tank gets filled by words of affirmation. Yes, how did you know? (laughs) (laughs) You're so good. You're so good. Thank you. No, I love when I'm reaffirmed. And I I don't know where that stems from. I guess mommy just here it is yeah okay here i am in denial um but yeah like i love to be reaffirmed about the good things that i've done right and so that's what doing the inner work does Mm -hmm. is now you're able to communicate that in your relationships yeah not just your relationships with a lover a partner but you're able to communicate that in your relationships with other women you're mm-hmm. you're able to communicate that in relationships with your children. You know, I always tell women who I end up who I counsel when they have young daughters who are rebelling or just presenting something is she doesn't need your representative either. Huh. Your daughter does not Gotta need be real. your representative. She needs to know your stories. That you didn't you did the same shit. Yeah. And that's the thing. We don't know. I realize we don't know our mothers. A lot of us don't know our mother's stories. Yes. We don't know as our women, grandmother's stories, our aunt's stories. Like mm-hmm. we just know them as mom, as aunt, as grandma. And what I have started doing like with my grandmother recently is like recording her and asking her questions about her life. And I learned so much about everything that that's she's beautiful. been through. Uh, I haven't quite gotten there with my mom because again, we have kind of a bit of a strain I don't want to say and she might not even know this or feel this but I wouldn't we do have a bit of a strain we don't have that vulnerability there where I feel like I can sit her down and be like hey mom tell me about your life she's a boomer though right she's a boomer so then so there's individual psychology and then there is generational psychology Mm -hmm. and so every one of us we we joke and we talk about it now in fact i was talking to my sister who's a boomer Mm -hmm. and she said you all use all this language of of millennial and gen x she Mm -hmm. said i don't think like that i don't talk like that i said no that's a problem (laughs) that's you that's the baby boomers exactly that's that's your generation yeah that's y'all y'all don't don't talk about stuff y'all just decreed and, you know, so now you got Gen Xers like me who are just now doing therapeutic work to now out the the stuff that you all didn't didn't have a problem outing early because uh-huh. you had social media. You talk about it and call it out and that type of thing. But every one of the generations has a psychology. And how I know is on Fix My Life, we had to do a show. And on that show mm-hmm. was Silent Generation, Baby Boomer, Gen X, Gen Z. All three we had to approach differently yeah, to deal sure. with the family issue. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's why it's a strain with Baby Boomers because they kind of have a position you can't tell they're me tough anything. to crack they're tough. they're tough to crack and i i just got to get this question in i want to know how do you broach that topic with your 
your mother, how do you make them aware that you feel that there is that you have mommy issues or that you guys have a strained relationship? How do y'all have that conversation? Girl, we need uh, professional help, please. <laughs> so it really does depend on the type of mom that you have. Because mm-hmm. um, I heard you say that you ask, you ask questions. Mm-hmm. So sometimes direct questions don't work for, for silent gen and for baby boomers. Sometimes you have to ask for stories or have you or give scenarios. Have you ever been in a situation that? Yeah, mm, I get good. that. I get that. But when you go direct at them, they're offended. Like, they tighten up. Uh, yeah. Defense mechanism. Mm. Right. Yeah. And silent generation just stored it so deep in their psychology because of the trauma. Some of them have so much trauma. Now, silent generation is Gen X, as we know. No, no, what no. Is, no. What is silent that? generation is before baby boomers. Oh, Granny. okay. Grandma. Oh, okay. Yeah, I grandma didn't realize probably, that. Right? Those, Our grandmothers. Yeah, that's the ones who lived in the Jim Crow South who had to um, keep suck si- it up. Yeah, they had yeah. who you don't know nothing about. Yeah, who, yeah. But they've been through so much. They've oh, been through so much. They swept under the rug, and you better not talk about it. Don't yeah, they've it. been through so much, and they did so much. Let me. They, they, they was out there doing. They had, they, they had a family on in down south and one up north. Okay, and well, grandma well, had all the baby my daddies. grandma had thirteen brothers and sisters. So <laughs> do with that what you will. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think that dynamic when you talk about generations it's hard to kind of um have those conversations because everybody's style is so different and everybody's needs are so different so figuring out how to have that conversation and accommodate everybody i think can be difficult i think you all are modeling exactly the how like we have to have family dinners again right like if you all can can do that, we can do that. We, and it doesn't always have to be with your blood family, but to get around food—that's that's science, mm. that's art, that's culture, that's tribal. To get around—that's one of one that. of the w- simple ways that you can connect heart to heart, right? Yeah. And because I love to eat, and so and does I think my family. Our generation is starting to do more of the chosen family. Yeah. Thing, right. Yes. Because we are yes. all we aren't st- going back to our hometowns. Right. We aren't staying around the corner from our mom. So right. because we are living in these little silos, it's like, OK, let me find my people. Let me find my tribe. Let me find my tribe. That's and right. this, this becomes your family. That's right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. My classmates and I just did the exact same thing the other day. And we were just saying we were going to be more intentional. You know, and we're kind of like on the cusp of, you know, feeling like you're obligated to mm-hmm. that bloodline family. So I want to answer your question one maybe with one one or two more things. Okay. The other thing is sometimes we have to be the ones to go first and yeah. be vulnerable with our mm. mothers and aunties to say that we've gone Ooh. through something. You know, uh, I can't do I'll, that. <laughs> yes, you can. Give Paul. one more. Give one more. <laughs> <laughs> but that but that listen, one wasn't for me. Now, this is going to get heavy. I'm just going to use it because there's a woman out here that, that knows this. Mm-hmm. There, can you imagine how many women have experienced violation mm-hmm. and they don't tell their mother? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they think they're going to be never shamed. gotten an opportunity or... to even respond, right? Mm-hmm. Because you fear whatever they didn't do so i'll i'll get on and get off (laughs) (laughs) no that's real though i think we're not giving ourselves the opportunity to even have the conversations um and i would like to be more open-minded towards my mother without just assuming how she will respond Mm -hmm. when i haven't even opened the gate to even try to have the conversation with her girl i opened the gate that's why i made you did my mama closed no no. she didn't really close the gate um she didn't I feel like changed behavior is everything so in my opinion I had like invited my mom to therapy Mm -hmm. and everything and we did not make it that far because between her agreeing and us ever being able to make it we just had so many challenges that I felt like I'm you never even made it to you. therapy. Yeah, I'm not about to do this now, with you. Because I thought wise. it was a setup. No, that's wise. Now, so when you're when you have an unhealthy relationship, you don't put yourself in a compromising position to set that's the martyrship. Yeah, I'm so setting myself up you don't expecting have to, you to change. It, but that's that would be the final final one. There are more. And I do this work for real. I, know, I do but, this. I know that's right. <laughs> but 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 what you just said is don't expect them to change would be my my final one. So how it's do you surrender that? The toxicity. How do you finally make that final step to Boundaries. cut it off? Boundaries. Because that's so hard. I have a friend who two friends actually who they just really want to cut their mothers off. Do it. Girl, don't answer the phone. That's what I do. But well, they can't do it. You can do it respectfully. 
Yeah. Now, I know that there are probably going to be some folks in my line, in my own line, my spiritual <laughs> line, who don't agree with me. Mm -hmm. Because it shows up even in some of the the cultural circles that the traditional circles and African traditional circles yeah. and religion, you don't cut your mother off. Yeah. But if it's unhealthy, just like there are some mothers who need to cut daughters off because their abuse is abuse. If it's toxic, if you cannot fix, you have to be able to you let have to save yourself. Be. You have to choose. Just Cat Williams said, "You got to take care of your star player." The great philosopher. You the great philosopher Cat, Cat Williams, Williams told us, "You got to take care of your star player. You yes. can't be out here taking care of everybody else and not yourself." But it's so hard for us to see our mother as a woman and yeah. not just our mother as like a deity. Like mm -hmm. you see them as like this. Uh, you oh, can't, you can't do any you wrong. Do that to me. And You're I supposed to know everything is, though. Yeah. So mother is really a spiritual representation of the divine. Okay. I'll just stop there. School us. Because go, then you, that's, cause you can go deep. Yes, I, we you know. know. You know I'll go deep, 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 deep with that. Mm -hmm. Like she represents a door. You know in the Matrix how there were many doors? Mm -hmm. and, you, and, and Neo had to keep on opening these doors. Your mother represents that. Once you get past that mother wound, it opens a whole world, a whole universe to you to be able to, <sighs> to realize your power. But it is to connect you with a divine. Your higher yes. Self. There's mother and then there's mother. Mm. Mother. So is there a point or any situation where the best option is to surrender and just go separate ways it depends on on whether there has if you've tried everything and if there is abuse and if a person has said i'm not willing to do it but mm -hmm. you can still do the work to heal see our that healing, part, healing without the person how do you do that I, yeah. our work is not contingent on the person acknowledging that they've been wrong you do not. Ha your healing has is not because it's your work. It's your work. Yeah, it's your freedoms. But what if you don't have them? They're not physically here. That is where you can you learn other things in psychology. We call it just thought. You know, so there are techniques that you can do to do your healing work to say what you need to say. And because we're energetic beings, the work still happens. I could tell you all a story. I don't know where we are on time, but I've done it with my father. Tell us the story. My my father had told me that he wasn't going to have certain conversations with me. Oh wow. Just shut me down. And every and it would be ways my dad could just cut me off and it cut through me cuz I am a daddy's girl. Mm. And so I started to do this work and I learned how to do the work without him. And I did that work. You got to come to my workshops come and training. You got to pay to learn more, but <laughs> I did. I paid for it. <laughs> and so I, I would do that work and it, it, it's not quick y'all. It's mm -hmm. not a, it's not a microwave. And one time I got robbed in DC. Mm -hmm. I was, so, and uh, my father called me and he said, why didn't you call me? Don't you know I'm always here for me, for you? And on the inside, I'm saying, no, daddy, I don't know that you're always here wow. for me. But it opened a space that I created by doing my work. And we had a conversation that was on a cellular level. So much so, my father is not no longer here. Peace and blessings upon his spirit. That when my father left, I didn't have any regrets about the work that I did or what I needed to say to him or what I didn't say to him because I did my work. There you go. And that's what frees you up. That's true liberation. So I say that, you know, it's more important because grief can kill you. Huh. When you lose a parent and you didn't say what you needed to say, you didn't explore, you didn't ask questions, you didn't tell them that you had some, they hurt you. That's as important as it is to buy these Hallmark cards and 
And we were just talking about grieving living people on the yes. other. I told, I said when we were talking about friendships, um, friendship breakups, is that sometimes you have to grieve people who are still alive, and that can be some of the hardest work that you have to do because they're still walking around, and you still have to accept the fact that they're no longer a part mm-hmm. of your life. It's hard, and um, I can only imagine how hard that. I've done it, um, so I know how hard yeah, it can that, be. That, that's hard um, for us, and it shows up in our friendships mm-hmm. over and over again. Mommy doesn't just stop. So, okay, you cut your mom off. If you don't do the work, it's going to show up in your friendship. Mama with, coming back around. Yeah. With mm-hmm. your girlfriends, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not one who believes in the cutoff easily. But I think your gen does. We do. We be y'all, y'all cut people off. <laughs> well, Cole, she already off. said she's a ghoster. Me, I will. I will give people so many chances. She does. Carmen yeah, gives I chance. give chances, yeah. chance after chance after I chance. I was just in a conversation yeah. with my Gen X crew, and they told every one of us had a millennial or Gen Zer that had cut us That's off <laughs> because we did what we. You just said yeah. you they you don't correct me. Mm. And so yeah. they cut us off. I have, I, I personally have experienced a niece not speaking to me because yeah. she didn't like what I, to this day, it's the most painful Nieces, thing. Nieces, we got to stop doing that. You gotta we got to learn how to take correction. That. Correction with love. Yes. You got to recognize correction versus criticism. I think or that's just what it not comes agreeing with me, right? Yeah. Just, and that's okay. Right. We it's okay. We don't we, have to we agree. We don't have to agree, but we're family. Yeah. yeah. And and so that cut off thing, y'all got y'all got to do stop better. doing that. I agree. I, I think it. there needs to, to be some atonement. Yeah. I just like Gen X owes you all space with our criticism. You all owe us space with our criticism. You all owe us the atonement. And I and I'm old school and I'm from the country, so this okay, might not girl. go over country well. Girl. Yeah, yeah, but I think a little bit of deference is in order for yeah. our our generations, the the boomers and the Gen Xers and the silent generation. A little bit of deference. Why? Because like my dad used to tell me, there's a difference between intelligence and wisdom. Yeah, you have done more than I have done, right? And so I just by that. By that alone, I owe you a little bit more deference and in, in hearing what it is that you have to say to me. I've been there, you've been there and done that. Yeah. And I haven't. Yeah. Simple as that. Simple and so that. I think that's why the show is so important is because we're not sharing our opinions based off of what we heard. This is real life. This is what we, we know. Lived, this is what we've done. This is what we've seen. <laughs> lived experience um, and over here. So yeah, hey, I could go on and on, but I don't know where we are on time. And I, if we even gonna read a letter today, I, but hey, I, this I is think good. There's a difference between telling and sharing. Yeah, mm. there you go. Absolutely. And and I think that you know some of us are just, some of you all probably are just so tired of being told what to do and mm. what you should believe uh-huh. and how you should be because it was fake. <laughs> Many yeah. of them didn't live up to it. They gave you the represent. Part. So y'all didn't wasn't tolerating that. We yeah. saw it and we just went off and got far away from it. Yeah. Or some people. But we felt told like, them about themselves. Yeah, y'all did. Yeah. We yeah. ain't taking that shit. Yeah. And um Yeah. yeah. Y'all so got auntie, letters? We do have letters, but we didn't read one this week because I needed the advice. The letter yeah. was from me. There you go. Dear Auntie, I got Dear mommy auntie. issues. Sign code. Help me. Yeah, I was the letter this week. Um, but so I know that y'all can relate to this. I know that this has been such a therapeutic conversation, but yes. it does not just stop here. Okay, Latanya does this work. So if you need a session, if you need to get your blueprint, okay, mm-hmm. she got... Things. She got things. all of the blueprints. She got all of the things, okay? <laughs> We're going to make sure that we put your information below so that they can stay connected with you. Carmen, you got any final thoughts? Um, I don't have any final thoughts, but you guys can find us on Instagram at Dear Auntie Pod. That's Auntie with a Y. And I also want to talk about our Patreon channel. Come on, Patreon. Yeah, nice. so we have a Patreon that we're getting together. Stay tuned for that. Again, for that information, follow us on Instagram. We will be there. Come on over. If you have questions, send us a DM and might be answered on our next episode. Yes. See you next time. Bye.